Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we learned a lot about the prophet Elijah. We also learned how the anointing of Elijah was passed down to Elisha. Elisha picked up where Elijah left off, and he continued in his ministry. One day, the wife of a man from the company of prophets that Elijah had started came to Elisha crying out, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered and loved the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys away from me. You see, the husband owed money to this man, but the woman could not pay it. And since she could not pay her husband's debt, her sons were going to be taken from her to work as slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? What do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Ask for as many as you can find. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to the side. I'm sure the woman was thinking, I only have a little oil. Why do I need all of those jars? But she obeyed and collected as many jars from her friends as she could. She shut the door of her house behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she began to pour out the little oil she had in her jar. But do you know what happened? That little oil turned into more oil and the more the woman poured, the more the oil came out. She was able to fill every single jar she had collected with oil. She watched as that little bit of oil turned into jar after jar after jar full of oil. When all the jars she had collected were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. And so the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil now and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. And that's not the only miracle that Elisha saw during his ministry. Another time when Elisha was in the town of Shunem, A well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by in his travels, he would stop at her house to eat. She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and put in it a bed and a table, a chair and a lamp for him. Then he can stay there whenever he comes to visit us. One day when Elisha came, he went up to his room and lay down there. He said to his servant, Gehazi, call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. He said to her, you have gone to all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? She replied, I have a home among my own people. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. Gehazi said, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. Then Elisha said, Call her. So he called her, and she stood in the doorway. 
About this time next year, Elisha said, you will hold a son in your arms. No, my lord, she objected. Do not mislead your servant, O man of God. She said this because she did not want the prophet Elisha to make a promise that would not come true. And yet, the woman did become pregnant, and the next year about that same time she gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers, reaping the harvest. My head, my head, he said to his father. His father told a servant, carry him to his mother. After the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. Then she shut the door and went out. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today? he asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. It's all right, she said. She saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Lead on, don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God, Elisha, at Mount Carmel. When he saw her in the distance, Elisha said to his servant Gehazi, Look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, Are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child all right? Everything is all right, she said. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but Elisha said, Leave her alone. She is in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my lord? She said. Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Elisha then knew what had happened and said to Gehazi, Tuck your cloak into your belt. Take my staff in your hand and run. Don't greet anyone you meet. And if anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So he got up and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the boy's face, but there was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, The boy has not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He went in, shut the door on the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay on the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out on him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away and walked back and forth in the room and then got on the bed and stretched out on him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he did. When she came, he said, Take your son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. Dear True Seekers, What truth can we find in these stories? Did you notice that in both stories, the woman who had no money and the woman who lost her son, that in the end they gained more than they had to begin with? The woman who had no money to pay the creditor received more than enough money to pay him back. The woman who had no son 
received a son not once but twice when he was brought back to life. These stories not only show us that we serve a God who can do anything, but that we serve a God who cares about us. He cares for his faithful when they are in need or in trouble. God is not so far removed from us that he does not see when we are in need. Jesus told us in Matthew to not worry about what we will eat or drink or wear because our Father in heaven knows our needs before we even ask of him. If God cares about the tiny sparrow that falls from the tree, how much more does he care for you, his child? Jesus said that even all of the hairs on your head are numbered. God knows how many hairs are on your head. That's how much he loves you and cares about you and sees you and knows you. In Psalm 139, it says, He formed us, He knitted us together in our mother's womb. He has paid special and close attention to each one of us. God is a God who cares. He loves us and He is concerned about what happens to us. Just because you cannot see Him does not mean that He is not there. The Bible tells us that we can come to God when we are in need and He will provide. We must put our faith in Him and Him alone. We must trust that He is good and faithful. He is not out to get us or punish us. He already punished Jesus in our place. No, He wants to bless us and take care of us like a good Father does. If you'd like to read today's stories in your Bible, you can find them in 2 Kings chapter 4. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a good, good Father, that you see our needs before we even ask, that you have said in your word that if even a sparrow falls to the ground and you notice it, that how much more will you notice us when we walk through difficult times or when we are in need? You've counted the very hairs on our head. You formed us and you knitted us together in our mother's womb. You are intimately concerned with us. You love us. The Bible even says that your thoughts towards us are so great we cannot number them. You think about us all the time. We thank you for giving these stories to us in your word that show us what kind of God you are. You are not a God who is so far away and hard and cold and doesn't listen, but you are a God who is right here with us, who is loving and warm and kind. We thank you that we can read these stories in your word that you've given to us and we can learn about what kind of God you are, that you provide and that you give life and that you see the weak and you see those who are in need and you see those who humbly serve you and you are faithful to them. Today, we place our needs and our cares in your hands. Father, we cast our cares upon you. The Bible says to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. And that word cast is like throwing a net out into the sea and releasing it. And so we throw our cares, we cast them on you, and we release them to you today. And we trust that you see our needs and you see what concerns us. And we give them to you, God, today. We love you and we bless you and we praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining me today, True Seekers, and I look forward to our time together next week.